Welcome back, Buffalo Bills fans. It's Matt Warren, editor-in-chief at buffalorumblings.com and the host of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast network. As always, whether we're in the middle of free agency, the NFL draft, uh, the offseason, or the season, you can leave your voicemails for us at 716-508-0405. The number again, 716-508-0405. You can text that number as well if you prefer texting your questions as opposed to leaving voicemails. You can tweet us at Rumblings Q and A. That's with the word and spelled out in the middle. Facebook messages and Instagram messages to the official Buffalo Rumblings accounts will get to me. You can also email me, buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. There are just so many ways to get in touch with our show uh, to get your questions answered. And right now, there are a lot of questions circling the Buffalo Bills. Did they get better in free agency? What do you think of the guys that they brought in? All that stuff. The last time you and I spoke, we did a live show on Tuesday night last week on our YouTube channel, which reminds me, uh, if you would like to get notifications whenever Buffalo Rumbling goes live on YouTube, go over to YouTube.com, search for Buffalo Rumblings, and smash that subscribe button, as the kids like to say. We have a lot of great content coming there this offseason and into the season where we've added uh, Jay Spence the King and Joe Miller. Uh, Bruce Nolan's going to be doing some video for us over at YouTube. Uh, I know Anthony Marino's hopping on a bunch. I have hopped on. Uh, and we're really developing that uh, Q&A section over at YouTube as well in those live shows and, and reactions uh, in real time. So make sure you go over there, youtube.com and search for Buffalo Rumblings and uh, click subscribe for us. So the last time we spoke was on that live show, and hopefully you had a good time with that. I know I did. Um, but we we were able to talk about kind of the early goings in free agency. And it was interesting. One of the folks asked about Jacob Hollister specifically, and I said I didn't know a whole lot about the third string tight end from the Seattle Seahawks well it turns out uh, he was the the tight end that the Bills did end up signing so uh, we've got a lot of coverage of that signing over at buffalorumblings.com we have coverage of the Mitchell Trubisky signing Emmanuel Sanders Matt Hawk of course all of the Bills that re-signed John Feliciano um, his contract information's up there Daryl Williams all Matt Milano and everybody else that the Bills were able to retain we also have information on the folks that left the Buffalo Bills or are still available from the Buffalo Bills. If you go right into that tracker at the top of the, the main homepage there, all of that information is right at your fingertips. So you can go in there. It's like your one-stop shop. Um, you can see who the Bills are interested in, who the Bills were interested in, uh, what all the contracts were. Um, all, we have all 22 analysis for all of the Bills picks, or for all the Bills signings, I should say. We've got just information galore injury updates from their their past and how that might affect them going into the future so go over to that tracker it's your best one-stop shop we've got some questions uh in the chamber here locked and loaded so let's get to those right now we're going to go to the voicemail line first at 
508-508-0405. My name is Mike, and I'm calling from Newport Beach, California. I am a Buffalo Bills fan from all the way back to the 19 early 60s. I used to watch the games with my dad. My question to you is, Sean McDermott's recording of, uh, re, you know, uh, recalling fouls, his record is like 4-20 and 20 in the last year, and the year before is like 4-20. and 20. I have an idea for him to improve that, re-evaluating uh, the calls. I have the uh, perfect idea for him to get these calls more right than wrong. Right now, his record, I think, for last year was four and twenty, and the year before four and twenty, and the year before four and twenty. I mean, it's pathetic. Anyhow, I have a an idea that, in my opinion, is going to improve that to at least fifty-fifty or better. Thanks. It's going to make an important difference in a game one day. Hi, Mike. Thanks for calling in and leaving your question over here on our voicemail line. Yeah, Sean McDermott has not been great with challenges. Just looking through uh, the list over here, in 2020, he was 2 of 5. In 2019, he was 2 of 5. In 2018, he was 0 for 6. In 2017, he was 1 for 4. So obviously not a very good record as far as challenges go. And you're right, it's, you know... 40% um, over the last two years. Two of five um, is, is not a good number. But, I mean, we're also dealing with statistically small numbers. I mean, only five challenges in the entire year. It's not like we have a huge sample size. And sometimes they aren't good challenges. Sometimes they're just necessary challenges, whether it's, uh, you know, in the fourth quarter of a game or it's, uh, you know, fourth and one, and they really just want the refs to look at it one more time whether they believed we got it or not, is always worth it, I think. Um, even well, Maybe not always worth it, but a lot of the times can be worth it, even though you know it's less than a 50-50 chance it's going to be overturned. So I don't know if that necessarily is um, you know, a huge indictment of Sean McDermott as a coach. I think he's gotten better about when to pull out the red flag over the course of his career. I mean, going 0 for 6 in 2018, you can't really get worse than that. Um, so I think he's been better at that recently. One of the things that the Bills did last offseason was make Mark Lubick their assistant wide receivers coach. They made him the game management coach. So it's supposed to be his job to talk about things like when to go for it on fourth down, um, when to challenge and things like I, mean, I don't know if he's up in the booth or not. Uh, they usually have a guy up in the booth that's watching the uh, the replays and the television feed to see if there's something that they can see that the folks on the field can't. I don't know where Mark Lubick is or Lubick is, uh, but I don't know how to say his name, so I'm going to say it both ways. But uh, you know, it wouldn't surprise me if he's up in the booth uh, with Brian Dable and making some of those determinations without having guys chirping in his ear on the sideline. So whether or not they should be challenging should fall to a guy like that who's not right on the sideline who's not listening to the players who has a little bit more objective uh, of a viewpoint than the emotional guys on the sideline so some of the time it is that emotional piece uh, you want to do it for the guys on the sideline sometime it's black and white like yes we need to challenge this 
Other times it's, I just want to give the rest another look. So it's, you know, certainly an inexact science. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily cost them a game at this point. Um, I have been one of the more critical folks of Sean McDermott and his game management over the years, but this really isn't an area where I'm concerned with right now. Um, a couple of years ago it was, but he seems to be getting better with it. So thank you for calling in and leaving your question at 716-508-0405. If you do want to call and leave some of those suggestions, uh, by all means, uh, we'd love to hear them. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. Don't go anywhere. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year, at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Before we get back to the questions, I wanted to address a couple things about the Buffalo Bills salary cap. It's the question I'm getting the most. Can the Bills still add players? Yes, they can add players, but they are going to need to create salary cap space to do that. The Bills are right up against the salary cap right now. And even as it stands, they're either going to have to cut a player or restructure a contract or two just to get their draft picks signed. They are right up against the cap. They need about $2 million in salary cap space to sign their draft picks and they'll probably need a little bit more than that once the season rolls around to get under the salary cap because only 51 players count in the offseason but once the season starts all 53 men on the active roster count plus they have to be able to account for injuries and um, the practice squad and all that other stuff so uh, I it would not surprise me if the Bills create some roster cap space over the next few days and weeks um, I thought that they were going to do it over the weekend before the March 21st um, fifth day of the league year when they had to pay out a bunch of different roster bonuses and make a bunch of gar salary guaranteed um, of course the guaranteed salary can always be converted to a signing bonus um, by calling up a player and his agent and being like hey do you want your money now or do you want your money later and of course everyone should say I want my money now and so they can convert that money into <clears throat> a um, faux signing bonus right now and spread it out over the length of the remaining years on a player's deal so they can clear up like seven million dollars by doing that with Tredavis White or Stefan Diggs they can clear up more money with guys like AJ Klein or Deion Dawkins if they want to commit to those guys beyond 2021 so really they can do that it's just a matter of 
you know, some uh, massaging of the salary cap. You don't want to do it too much. You don't want to do it with every one of those guys. But if they want to do it with one of those guys, um, I think Tred- Tredavious White makes the most sense. Um, then they can clear up the cap space they need to trade for a guy like Zach Ertz or to sign one of the remaining free agents that's out there um, over the course of the next month or so. So just wanted to briefly talk about the salary cap there. They have the space. They just have to exercise a couple different options to get there. All right, we're going to go back to the voicemail line at 716-508-0405 for everybody's favorite topic this offseason, it seems like, running back. I don't but uh Julian Kaplow from uh Buffalo, New York. Just wanna uh talk about the running game, pretty much uh singletary primarily. Um watching a couple of uh games during the season and he's able to open up his hole and make his cuts and do all that. It's just a line and with us resigning majority of the same players, are we going to be able to see the same exact thing? Hi, Julian. Thanks for calling in. Uh, You broke up a little bit there, so I think we got the gist of your question. Uh, But if we didn't, make sure you call us back and uh, let us know uh, what we got wrong so we can answer it properly in the coming weeks. Um, I'm on the record with the running game thinking, saying it's not Zach Moss and Devin Singletary's fault right now that the run game wasn't that great last year. I think both of those guys have talent. I think both of those guys can carry the rock in the NFL and be productive running backs. Um, I wanted to see the Bills add a run game coordinator this offseason. I don't know if the run blocking and the running backs and the play design were all matched up that well in 2020. We saw a bunch of times when a running back was going to a spot and then the, the, the offensive line was creating nice lanes, but the running back went a different direction. Or the you know it looked like the play design was going one way, um, but then they miss like it just seemed like one block was you know blocking the wrong guy. And so that could be an offensive line issue. It could be a running back issue where they're just not on the same page with the offensive line or the play caller. And really, that's why I wanted to see the run game coordinators, just to get everybody on the same page as far as running the ball is concerned. With that being said, I wanted to circle back to the offensive line. And right now, the penciled-in offensive line is Deion Dawkins, Cody Ford, Mitch Morse, John Feliciano, and Daryl Williams, left to right. Those guys didn't play a single snap together in 2020. Uh, they, beginning of the season, saw John Feliciano out for the first seven games of the year. Um, by the time he came back, Cody Ford had been injured and was done for the rest of the season. So because they were never on the field at the same time, you can at least reasonably conclude that you know, that might be an upgrade, having those five guys on the field at the same time. They brought back Ike Bucker as the primary backup. Uh, they still have some options behind 
them as well in Ryan Bates, um, maybe even Trey Adams. I know some folks are hanging their head on that guy. But I also expect the Buffalo Bills to invest in an interior offensive lineman relatively early in the 2020 NFL, 2021 NFL draft. Uh, you're talking second, third round, maybe fourth round, somewhere in there. Because Mitch Morris is really only going to be here for another year, probably that he took a salary cut this year to stay with the team. John Feliciano is only tied to the Bills for one year, even though he signed a three-year deal. All the money, all the guaranteed money is in the first year. Cody Ford is entering um, you know, the stage of his rookie deal where the Bills have to you know, paint or get off the ladder as far as he's concerned. Um, Ike Bucker's only around for one season. Um, so they've got a lot of questions on the interior of the offensive line, and one way to solve that would be to draft a guy relatively early, second, third, fourth round, um, to develop to take over a year from now, whether it's at center, whether it's at guard. Um, just get them into the system and start building towards them taking over a year from now. Plus, if they do struggle, maybe that rookie can come in and provide a spark. Um, you know, maybe taking over for a Cody Ford who, if he continues to struggle at left guard or you know whatever else the shakeup needs to happen. So that wouldn't surprise me at all if the Bills spent you know relatively decent draft capital on an interior offensive lineman and filling all of the other holes that they had on their roster, you know, signing that veteran tight end, signing um, Levi Wallace to be your CB2, you know, adding Emmanuel Sanders. Like They have guys in place at pretty much every spot on their roster outside of kick returner and punt returner, and they can add that later in the draft. So I think that it really opened up the possibility that they could go with an interior lineman um, early in the draft to maybe not start the season, but be a guy that could fill in later in the year or eventually take over heading into 2022. So it's a good question. I, I'm not really sure who the problem lies with because, again, when you go back and rewatch it, it seems like they're, it's just miscommunication. So it can't you can't really tell if it's a running back miscommunication or an offensive line miscommunication or a coaching miscommunication. Um, but that's kind of what I felt like Brandon Bean was alluding to in his year-end press conference when he said they had to run the ball more efficiently but wouldn't blame Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. So I think it's a great question and something we're certainly going to be looking at as the off-season progresses. Thanks for your question on our voicemail line, 716-508-0405. And that's going to do it for this week's episode of Buffalo Rumblings Q&A. Please leave your messages for us, 716-508-0405. That's a voicemail line and a text line, 716-508-0405. You can tweet us at rumblingsq&a. Facebook and Instagram messages at the Buffalo Rumblings accounts will get to me. Email buffalorumblings at sbnation.com. Plenty of ways to get in touch with the show as we head into the deeper parts of the offseason and uh, start getting ready for the 2021 NFL Draft, which we found out this week. We'll have fans and players in attendance. Everything's opening back up. We found out that there's going to be fans at the Bills games too, so that's going to be good. Go Bills! Thank you.